Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to Still Got Legs, the Doctor Who Rewatch podcast brought to you by another Happy Studios. This week we're back fighting off the Cybermen in the multiverse of Doctor Who. Hello everyone, welcome to Still Got Legs, the only other podcast in the world. My name is Nathan and I'm joined by a very sick little boy. Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm not great. I'm still okay. up, I'm still all here upstairs, but well, I can do with a rest. I don't, I don't know about that, considering <laughs> what you just fucking said. But you, just a, you just had a moment where your brain just completely did not work. <laughs> but hey, there we go. Um, what's going on? Uh, Lawrence, it's been a big week in the world of Doctor Who. Has it? What, like recent news? Well, it, at the time of recording, um, this past weekend was Eurovision. Um, oh, yes, yeah. Yes, yes, he was there, he was at a party. That's probably why he got sick. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I, I don't know if you saw, but before the festivities kicked off, the Eurovision finale, there was a, a little teaser as it were, for the uh, the 60th anniversary special. So I missed seeing it on the big screen. Okay. Um, but what I did, I did the customary British thing where you're excited for like a Super Bowl trailer or like something to come out on like a big event type thing. Yes. Um, and I, I politely excused myself from the room, went to the toilet and pulled my phone out to watch what just aired on TV. The very same TV I was watching to just go and watch it on a much smaller screen in the toilet on my phone. When you was watching the teaser on your phone, Lawrence, was there anything that stood out to you? Uh, not, not anything that I can recall, but I feel like you're leading me down a path. So by all means, take my hand. You see, because when I was watching the teaser, there was one moment, it was about halfway through, which just completely stole my attention. And then I was 
unable to think of anything else. Like I did not take in the rest of the teaser at all because okay. this had just blew my mind so much. So much that when I saw this on my TV, I was like, is that what the fuck? And it was a moment of genuine shock and confusion. This this is about as enthusiastic and dramatic as I've seen you lead any of these kind of news pieces. Now, this is going to be hard to explain for the audience because it is visual. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to tweet out a picture from Still Got Legs yeah. um, at Still Got Legs Pod on Twitter. So I would recommend everyone to go there because I'm going to post the screen cap from the teaser of what I'm talking about. Remind me to do this when the episode goes live. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> there's, a, there's a moment in the trailer where the Doctor, played by David Tennant, who was the Doctor in this episode as well, um, he oh, is... He's like, like, a real long-serving Doctor, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lawrence, it's a different Doctor. Ha, ha, I know. There's a moment where he, he seems to be working. It looks like a bit of a unit base or something like that, and he's working away, and then on the screens pops up some kind of face. The face of, I don't know, some kind of villain, um, some mysterious monster or something. The face and of I, Bo? No, fuck off. <laughs> um, and genuinely, I just let me let me send you the image, and you tell me who you think that looks like. I'm texting it to you now, Lawrence. Okay, I'm having a look. I hate that. <laughs> Do you see the resemblance, <laughs> Lawrence? That is you. <laughs> that, that is fucking you. <laughs> <laughs> that is your face in the fucking teaser for the 60th anniversary uh, Doctor Who special. For fuck's sake. <laughs> I can see the likeness. I can see it's what you're you. like. It's fully you. <laughs> the, the, it's uncanny. It's fucking... It's not a likeness. It's your fucking face. I mean, it's not my face. It was it my face, and I'm owed some money. They stole your face somehow. <laughs> I don't know what they did, but that's you. <laughs> okay. Thanks. <laughs> well, Thanks you're gonna, for calling me a monster to... in Doctor Who. <laughs> you're welcome. You're going to have to... You say I look like Lightning McQueen, so <laughs> if yeah, anything... You, you look like Lightning McQueen. That, uh, that's you. <laughs> you look more like this cunt than I look like Lightning McQueen. <laughs> What you're gonna have to do is you're gonna have to make take a picture of yourself making that face at some point, uh, so we can put them up side by side on yeah. Twitter. I'll um, try and I'll get like a black curtain. I'll, I'll put in the work yeah. to make it look similar. But that is 100% you. So <laughs> everyone, fucking hell, still got legs is going places. Fucking one of the hosts has already got a starring role in the. Uh, I was supposed to keep this quiet. He's, he's broke his NDA. <laughs> How could you do this? You've, <laughs> you've really tripped me up. I thought just having that black curtain and the weird bob haircut would, would keep me under wraps, but apparently not. I exposed not. him. Anyway, congratulations on your Thank you. starring role in Doctor Who. So that's a do bit know, of fun. Do you know what I am? What? I'm, co- I'm just going to make up a terrible like villain backstory and pretend yeah. I was really a part of it. But the first thing that came to my mind was the fiddler. Because <laughs> he's got a creepy smile on. So I'm not going to go with this. 
But then you just did. Yeah, but I'm not going to elaborate on it. And I. <laughs> well, then you just did. <laughs> no. <laughs> so anyway, great. Thanks for not off. doing that. I'm not thanks, in Doctor Who. <laughs> thanks for not doing that, Lawrence. Anyway, great. Good stuff. Um. Anyway, what did we watch this week, Lawrence? <laughs> thanks for that again. Brilliant. Uh, we watched the uh, the second parter last week. Uh, we saw the the rise rise. What was it? Rise of rise of the Cybermen. Rise of the R- Cyber. Rise of the Cybermen. Right, the Cybermen. Cybermen. <laughs> rise of the Cybermen. Today we're watching the second parter of that, which is Age of Steel. But well, we watched uh, it. Hopefully, I watched it. Did you watch okay. it? Okay, yeah, I just watched it. For <laughs> we can tick off one of the fundamental components of a rewatch <laughs> podcast. Wait, did you rewatch it or did you just watch it? Well, I rewatch. I've seen it before. If that's what you're implying, that's good. Then, so we can say that we are a rewatch podcast. Yeah, I've seen them all. This would be you cannot say the same for that though. <laughs> when we get a little later down the line, it's just going to be a watch podcast for you. Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah, I'm going to be like, when was the first time you saw this? Yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it ended on a cliffhanger last week. Um, all of the party guests, the. Uh, the John Lumix Cybermen have invaded the party. Um, they've killed the president, uh, and they are. Sorry, was being no go. What'd you say? I said good riddance. Oh come on, he was right. But you know me, I'm anti-establishment, right? That's true. Yeah, but this is a parallel world. So is it? Is it the same establishment? Maybe there's well, a good it's establishment. all the establishment. You get rid of the monarchy, and it's a president who's taking its place. But is that any better? The people should be in charge. Though, is what I'm saying. Yeah, true. Power to the people. I mean, it's a it's a democracy, I suppose. That's at least better than just having an old bastard or sit on a chair. Or is it the illusion of a democracy? Oh, <laughs> he's getting bloody political. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like a regular Russell himself today. I'll say anything, man. <laughs> he can't be stopped. I can't um, be stopped. So, yeah, they're in the parallel worlds. The president's <laughs> dead, um, and the Cybermen are going to just delete these guys. They're bad stock, according to them. There's yeah. no chance of being taken anywhere. The doctors' pleas are falling on deaf ears. They say the classic delete, delete, delete. And what happens? Uh, before that, <laughs> just, a, just, just a quick... Just, just quick. such a segue. Like, it, I couldn't have been asking anything else to, to just be said quick, next. But just a quick little thing that I really enjoy, and this is on last week's episode, technically, but it showed up in the recap, um, so I can talk about it. Um, but there's the moment where, like, the doctor is saying, like, but we surrender! But this is a surrender! We surrender! And yeah. there's just, like, well, during one of those moments, there's a shot of him where the cameraman is just apparently laying on the ground, just pointing the camera up, and you just see David Tennant stood like that, um, just <laughs> shouting, We surrender! And it's just very funny. It's just very funny. Yeah, R- Russell's very the much. king of... Like, random cuts. He loved a bit yeah, of that, didn't he? He does love a random cut. This is not written or directed by Russell, though. So No, but he, he's he's overseeing it. He's telling them I want a few random cuts in there. Well, I don't know if he is. This is uh, the work of one Graham Harper in the director's chair. Yeah, but he's, you know, showrunners get some sway. I don't think he's on set. Do you not? No, not for every episode. No, but this is this is this big. What else was he up to in like two thousand and six? Not much. I don't know. This was his like big gig. I'd be fucking there every day. This is also a night shoot as well. Like it's probably like three in the morning. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be on set. 
True. I wouldn't be in Wales. <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence, we're not getting into your hatred of Wales. Oh, actually, that does remind me, though. I, I do have an apology to make to you, Lawrence. Um, oh ho ho from last week's episode okay. oh a humbling moment a rare one from you <laughs> yeah don't get too excited you were still wrong too but, okay um, but i do have a, a bit of an apology um last week you made the claim that both jake and mrs moore were welsh Yes. And I humbled you and laughed at you and ridiculed you, as I often do, um, and said they were both very Geordie. Mm-hmm. I was I was wrong. I, well, I was half wrong. Jake is very much a Geordie bloke. He's very much from Newcastle. That cannot be disputed. Yeah. But when I was watching this episode this week and the Doctor and Mrs. Moore were out and about, I was like, oh, fuck, she's Welsh. She's fucking <laughs> Welsh. <laughs> I I didn't pick up on it. I think maybe I just tuned my ear out of accents, out of fear of embarrassing myself again. <laughs> you don't um, have an ear for accents, so you it's it's not one of your skills. No, but it's true. You did happen, but even a broken clock is right twice a day, and and you <laughs> did happen to be half right in this instance. I um, I will accept half right, and thank you for for humbling yourself as yes. well. There's only half an apology, though, because you were still wrong about Jake. So That's fair. I'll, t- I'll take it. Nathan, yeah. they say delete, 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 but what does the yes. doctor do? He pulls out a crystal or whatever and he shoots him. Fucking. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this. At least it wasn't the Sonic. <laughs> we'll talk about the Sonic later, though. Um, it's, I'm fine with it. It's fine. It's a weird crystal from the TARDIS. It's storing energy. Sure. Why not? It can do that. He says it will power up again in four minutes, and I think four, four minutes. Four hours, he said. Does he say four hours? He did say f- we can go to the tape. Or no, you no, can no, trust I'll, me. Just, I'll just believe you. The tape <laughs> takes so long. <laughs> I'll just believe you. <laughs> it's, it's four hours. I wouldn't be risking it. I'd wait in the van for four hours, and then I'd be like, right, now I've got a gun again. I can go out. <laughs> <laughs> it does a lot of them, though. It because it, 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 I would just go into yeah. the middle of the factory, and I'd be like, Look, they're all probably within a couple of metres of each other. Because there's so many of them. Just give them all a zap. I don't know if it would do that many. Do you reckon it could go for mirrors if they set up a right amount of mirrors? No, because there was like a group of Cybermen behind them and they didn't seem to get hit with it. So True. Maybe it's like where their chest is facing or something. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe just like five or six. Yeah. We'll never know, to be honest. What we know is it got them out of the cliffhanger. No, yeah. Well, And that was its job. That was his main function. So. Yeah, very much so. Good on you, little crystal. You did it. I wonder if there's other parts of the TARDIS you can take off that just become a ray gun. <laughs> like, if um, you need them to. Yeah, probably. There's probably a ray gun on the TARDIS, to be honest. Yeah, he's got a lot of stuff hoarded about. Yeah. Who's that guy? It's Ray Gun. <laughs> anyway. That was um, fucking... No, no, no. <laughs> if I said that, there'd be hell on. I'm not skipping over that. That was terrible. It was great. Um... <laughs> Lawrence, I'm sure we will talk at length about Mickey and Rose's relationship, um, but just just a, li- a little taste of that. They sure. do share a kiss quite early on in this episode. They do. Um, stakes are kiss. high. I'll, yes. I'll accept it. Stakes are high. Yes. Um, it's you know, could be both of them could be running off to their death. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, obviously they <laughs> we know that they're not going to die because it's Doctor Who. Yes. But, but they don't know that. They don't know they're in Doctor Who. Yeah, they've been watching the show. 
Yeah. Mickey's like, hang on, you love this doctor. You've been doing all sorts of him over the place. Lauren, Cassandra said you've been looking. What is this? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm gearing up. i got words on Mickey later. Um, good words on Mickey. Not good words on Noel Clark, but good words on Mickey. All right, well, that's the balance we like. It is. It is. It's the way to go. Um, Pete is a sneaky boy. What do you mean by that? He's been feeding information, so I have to eat a bit of humble pie. You do, yeah. I was thinking of you during this scene. Mm. You, so you could... big fucking Billy Bollocks over here, like, what? what's Pete doing in this company? <laughs> he shouldn't I... be there. It's almost like he's a spy. <laughs> I never said that. I didn't go that too far in. I know. I, I, I do respect that... Um, he was there feeding information. I like the fact that he didn't realise like what a professional outfit he was feeding it off to as well. Yeah, like, he was he's just, just broadcasting in the wind. Yeah, he thought he was like going to MI5 or some shit. And it's actually just fucking London's most wanted illegal parker, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it's just going he's off just, to the nearest van. He's just always pulling up to the fucking nearest double yellow and just be like, fucking have this. <laughs> That's like you and your anti-establishment ways. It is. He even says it. He says something like that, doesn't he? He's, he's yeah. Like... He's... Parker I want or something, yeah. <laughs> Parker I want, that's me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I, I didn't notice this last week, um, but Mickey and Ricky get, get paired together in a little moment during this episode. <laughs> I noticed um, that they... they they purposefully stripped Mickey down in the last episode so they could put him in not just a similar, but the exact fucking same outfit as Ricky. Purely so Noel Clark didn't have to change costume like, <laughs> between shots. They just went, they probably had him in a different costume and first went, nah, this is long. Just, just fucking put him in the same outfit. Like, yeah. that's good enough, all right? I... I will forgive it because I do respect a show in 2006 of this budget going, we're going to pair the two people together. Like, it would yeah. have been so easy to split Ricky and Mickey up. It's true, it would have. And I tell you, it doesn't look terrible. Like, I think it looks all right. It look, for, for what it is, it's fine. Sure, you, the eye line's not quite right at times and there's some wonky composition in here and there. But, hey, I can forgive that. It, it looks a damn lot better than the fucking... Cyberman surgery thing, but like we can we can talk about that. But like, this looks fine. You know when you've got um like photo booth on your Mac, yes, and you have like the mirror effect, <laughs> yes. Have you ever like done that and then like so like seen that there's like two of you? Yeah, you just give yourself a little kiss. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. You or you try and you try and make your face mm. whole from two halves. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that 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 was the year of a man that just wanted to move on and did not do that. No, I did. I know what you mean. <laughs> you didn't do it, though, did you? No, I did. I've done it. Yeah, everyone's done it. It's true. It's true. Yeah, um, yeah, just, yeah. It gave off that a few times, yeah. but um, yeah, all in all, yeah, it looked fine for me. It looked serviceable enough. Yeah, a bit of fun. And they fucking they off him fairly soon. Anyway, they realise this is a bit Spoilers. long. Actually. <laughs> Again, we deal with spoilers. It's a rewatch show. We're here to talk about the whole fucking thing. I know, but we're not there yet. <laughs> it's not spoilers, though. It's just a little call ahead to something. Spoilers. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> um, really, really quick um, before we get into like the meat of it, because this is kind of just one big, long like break-in action episode, really. There's not many other moving parts to it. 
What did you think of it as a whole? I like it. I really, really like this episode. I do too. I liked it a lot more than I liked last week's episode. I think it's uh, a much better uh, episode and a much better story overall. Yeah. And I think it also builds on, on what came before quite well as well. Don't get me wrong. You have to have last week because... Yes, you do. Yeah. You need to you need to set up Pete's ear, Jackie's ear, yeah, all of that. Last week, last week is mostly set up work, really, and this is like all the payoff for it. I think I think this episode they like realized mm. the themes better. Like they got to use the concepts better. Like the the Cybermen you get to see inside their factory. It's not just like yeah. putting homeless people in a in a bin or something and then putting them into a suit. I do like, want to talk a little bit later about. I know last week we had the discussion um, about like Rose and if she's right or not to talk about to talk to her mum and all that sort of stuff. I do want to touch yeah. up on that, follow up on it basically, because I got some stuff to stay. What uh, from this episode or like revisiting? But a little bit of both because f- f- number one, I don't think I articulated myself well enough last week, so I just want to. Okay. Touch base a little do bit. Want, what, do you want to do that now? We're talking about no, concepts. No, I don't want to do that now. Um, that's more towards the end. But All right. we can. Um, what I will say is, I really, really <clears> enjoy <throat> the concept of like how the show uses this two-parter as a whole, but mainly this one because this is where they're the threatening presence. This is because there is it's basically an all-out war. Yeah, like at this point. Because um, they've got most of London on their way in for a little, uh, a little touch-up. Well, um, Cardiff, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> London Cardiff, the, yeah. the, the fictional London Cardiff that we know. Some, again, some, some great moments like they're a Battersea power station. Like, no, they're not. That's just no, like a little coal mine. <laughs> yeah, a little not, fucking yeah. coal mine, mate. I've been to Battersea power station. Looks nothing like this. Yeah, it's it's and it's in the dark, so they're like it's Battersea power station, a hundred percent. Yeah, can't you tell? <laughs> Look at this big chimney. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely think it loses a bit of the sheen when some of the viewers have been to Battersea Power Station. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, what I was saying though is I really, really like how because this is the first Cyberman appearance technically, the first one where they're a villain rather than just a head in a museum. Yeah, which um, is mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Rose brings it up. She's like, that's what that head. I fucking well remembered. <laughs> I forgot it, and I watched the show. Not me. I have a photographic memory when it comes to Doctor Who. Oh yeah. Where's this photo from? Lawrence, you know for you know for a fact this is true. Don't make me expose you. That's true, yeah. <laughs> a I'm little not even holding up a photo. <laughs> with a little request you sent me last week. Oh yeah, that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. You're my go-to guy when I need a Doctor Who <laughs> reference quickly. <laughs> Lawrence needed a reference for Caravan of Garbage, so text me when does David Tennant uh, Sonic some cash out of a cash machine or whatever. And I replied within seconds. Is it this episode? This time code is a link. There you go. It made it in. Did you see? I did see. Yeah. Hard to get a HD clip of that random moment. You know. I'm gonna say it did look shit. Like, yeah. what, what, it was in like four by three somehow. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's not great. YouTube compression did a number on it, and it was already <clears throat> uploaded by a fucking potato. Um, but anyway, the I like how this because it's the first appearance of the Cybermen as like a, a, a mainstay villain in the revival series. Um, I like how they go to a parallel Earth, and then yeah. they go. The Cybermen were just made by a billionaire here in this parallel yeah. Earth, so they can keep the established canon of what the Cybermen are in our reality in our world, yeah. but also introduce them to a whole new audience. Because this was obviously my first time seeing what a Cyberman was. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I just I quite like that, and I like that they over the series they kind of bleed over into the real world, and then 
they get eventually they get rid of like the the lumic design with the big C in the middle of their chest, and then then the it's C, just like the they're C, Cybermen. The C goes like quite early, actually. I don't think like, it appears after season two, does it? No, I don't think so. No, like next time the Cybermen appear, they're just from regular Earth. Like it's the same design; they just don't have the C on their chest. They they were on hiatus for quite some time, weren't they? They like after the season Cybermen? two, they they fucked off for a bit. They. I know they're in that uh, Christmas special with David Morrissey, which... Um, oh, yes, yes, that's right. Um, I'm trying to bring... I'm sure they would appear before that. I, David Tent surely did not only have two stories with the Cybermen. Or three, if you count the finale, I guess, for series two. Um, My first guess was going to be when they show up in the Pandorica Open, so you're already way ahead of me. But, yeah, that's way later. Yeah. Um they are in a deleted scene from Journey's End. Um but but yeah. What were they doing in Journey's End? That would have been so was, random. So you know how like the end of every finale um there's like a little thing that led into the Christmas special, like the little cliffhanger. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um Journey's End doesn't have one. It's just the doctor's like, oh, I'm sad or whatever. Yeah. Um and and there's a good reason it doesn't have one because the deleted scene was basically that it was the doctor and the TARDIS oh I'm mm. sad or whatever and then for some bizarre fucking reason two Cybermen just appear out from but you know like that little couch behind in the TARDIS they just <laughs> appear like behind it and grab him and then, and then that was it um, and they were like yeah, this makes no sense, and it just ruins the emotional ending of the episode. Let's delete this. I'm like, yeah, that's that's a good idea. That's for the best. <laughs> that's fucking terrible. Yeah, it makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> I like that the emotionless killing machines, the metal men themselves, were there like, let's hide behind the sofa. Yeah, let's hide behind the is... sofa that is like 30 centimetres big. <laughs> but then even in the fucking, like, that next episode, he just... He's not with the Cyber... He's not captured by the Cybermen at the beginning. He just lands in, like, fucking eight Victorian fucking Christmas day or whatever, and he's like, ah, oh, this is fun. Oh, <laughs> so, like, makes no sense. Weird that those Cybermen broke in. Yeah. Anyway, I, I kung fu kicked them off screen. And now they're yeah. just dead on the floor of the TARDIS. Exactly. Um, right, where, where do we want to go with this? Um, I think... Ricky and Jake are boyfriends. Ricky and Jacob. Jake is quite cut up. He is. He's very, very cut up about the death of one Ricky. And they were very Ooh. close. So I think they're having kisses and they're boyfriends. Maybe. And it kind of speaks to. And Ricky's... if you disagree, you're homophobic. Well, in that case, <laughs> uh, I, I think you're right. Well, then, and choice. I think there's enough evidence that there's no debate. Yep, there we go. There it is. It is canon. <laughs> <laughs> They're kissing. I I can I see what you mean though, because like he, he Jake is proper cut up about it, and also he's heartbroken, man. Yeah, and at the end, um, <clears throat> at the end, Mickey's like, "Oh, I'm I'm not replacing him. I'm a different man." Yeah, and he's like, "I know it must be weird, me having his face and everything, but yeah, I'll honor him or whatever." Yeah. So there we go. Yeah, there's something there. Spoiler alert. Mickey's not there. Spoiler alert. Hmm? Shut up. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so fun little thing. Um, We've got the... uh, So so they, you know, team... What should we call them? What should we call the team? 
Team? What team? Oh, the, this team? the Preachers. Oh, yeah. Wait, yeah. what team? Well, like, the Preachers plus Pete and the Doctor and Rose and Mickey. All right. They're all the Preachers in for, for, for ease team of Tardis. referencing. Team, T- team Tardis for this episode. Team Tardis and the Preachers collab. Just Team Tardis. Just call them Team Tardis. <laughs> so all right, Team Tardis, FT, Preachers, FTP. Yeah, right. Yeah, FTP, <laughs> yeah. Now, Pete's a part of it. Pete's a little informant. No, 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 he's not. I got words on Pete, man. No, he's not. Yeah, to be fair, <laughs> I got some words on Pete. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Pete, all right, all right, fine. Team Tardis, uh, FT, the Preachers, FT, uh, you can trust me on this cola man, Pete. <laughs> Cherry cola man, Pete. Sure, whatever. All right. So all of them are on their conveniently placed bench looking over, uh, doing doing some tactical recon. How can we get in? And they decide that they're going to split up into some teams. So yes. you've got, uh, you've got Mickey and Ricky. No wait, Ricky's dead. Um, you got the Doc and Mrs. Moore. Yes. You got Rose and her or dad, as, as Jake would call her, Mrs. Moore. Mrs. Moore. Wait, a groove. Um, <laughs> you got Rose and her dad. Yep. And you got uh, Jake and not his boyfriend. Jake and not his boyfriend. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool pairings. I like that they all get split good up a teams. bit. Yeah, good little teams. Makes sense. Um, yeah. I think by far the most captivating is the Doctor and Mrs. Moore. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. I think there's some there's some good moments mm. between uh, the two of them. Um, uh, I like the first of all just a good little moment of horror. It's a little bit cheesy, but just the the little moment of horror of the um, the corridor of the Cybermen and then oh, them. <laughs> slowly just waking up as they make their way down it's a little cheesy but i think it's a good little spooky thing it's it's good and it's funny because in this episode there's about four different occasions where they're like this cyberman is asleep and the cyberman's <laughs> yeah, like no i'm not <laughs> yeah it's dead don't worry <laughs> yeah no also how can you tell mickey's like this one hasn't got a brain i'm like how do you know yeah. you can't fucking see it's silver <laughs> mickey you don't have a brain shut yeah. up <laughs> He just gets slapped in the face by the doctor at one point later as well. <laughs> I'm like, oh, steady on, man, come on. <laughs> Let's not ignore the elephant in the room that you've completely cucked my relationship. <laughs> That's come fine. on now, come on now. No spoilers. Um, um, I'm sorry, please. I, th- I think they're the most interesting pair, uh, but not just because it'd be easy to say, oh, because that's the one where the doctor is. But Mrs. Moore really mm. becomes a cool character in this, and it and it kind of all happens in that one little cheesy corridor. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just like the fact that it reminded me of the Torchwood episode Fragments, where they all get to do their sad backstories. Um, I was reminded of a different Torchwood episode, one no. which I would rather not speak of. Oh, it was um, Yanto and his sexy, sexy, to- sexy <laughs> cyber sex, girl. The sexy cyber lady. <laughs> get a look <laughs> at this one, boys. You like cyber Doctor boobs. Who? <laughs> get a, you like Doctor Who, boys? We well, gotta fucking love this one, boy. This ain't your grandpappy's <laughs> Doctor Who. Look at these. We got cyber titties, boy. <laughs> awful, <Yanto's>. awful. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, just look up Torchwood Cyber Woman and it's... That costume is one of the worst things I've ever seen. It is an affront to the universe. Like it is, it, I think it would be objectively the worst designed thing in the whole all series, all anything Doctor Who. Feminism took a massive fucking blow that day. <laughs> probably set it back like a good few years. Yeah, and just to be honest, yeah, it's probably why the community is filled with incels now. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, it, look, if it's not the reason, it definitely didn't help. 
Definitely, yeah. <laughs> There's little guys at school like, why can't you have cyber boobs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, but yeah, no, she, Mrs. Moore gets her Torchwood backstory. Like, she has, it is a very Torchwood-esque backstory. She, um, yeah. she has yeah, a husband out there who thinks uh, she's dead, which is just very sad. The kids that yeah. think she's dead as well. Um, and she, yeah, all because as, as you know, so often in like pop culture, it happens where someone, yeah. some person working at a place just stumbles across a file they shouldn't have. Yeah. And then all of a sudden people are up, uh, showing it's up at uh, her place yeah. with guns. Yeah. But yeah. Fucking and hell. what, and then building on that, like the, they make their way through the spooky corridor, they escape. And then there's just a fucking heartbreaking scene of you know, there's that one Cyberman which they managed to incapacitate with a little EMP bomb or whatever, mm. and then they um, they um, like disable the uh, the emotional inhibitor chip, and then you find out it's just a woman who was due to get married tomorrow, and it's just like, ah, oh, my it's... husband can't see me. It's bad luck, and it's like, ah, oh, fucking hell, man, this is. Yeah, Oof. it's it's fucked. Like, it, yeah. I've, I've got a note that just reads, Sally the Cyberman and her soon-to-be husband Gareth broke my heart. Yeah. Because, like, it, it's it's the way it's like, where's Gareth? And I'm like, oh, man, she wants to know where Gareth is. And then it's like, it's bad luck to see me the night before. And I was like, no! No, God, no! As a man who recently got married, I yeah. must have stung I would, extra no, it would. It would put a massive dampener on the wedding if this <laughs> happened to me the night before, I'll be honest. It wouldn't have been half as fun if this had happened. <laughs> She's walking down the aisle and you just hear... Speaking of, the Cyberman that sneaks up on Mrs. Moore had his boots on silent. Yeah, he was on silent mode. I feel like that would be more beneficial for most of them. For that to be the default setting would be easier. You just gotta ignore shit like that. It happens a lot, okay? <laughs> like, you just gotta ignore it. Don't worry about it. Um, moving off of this, just to touch in on Lumic, and then we can touch in on the rest of TARDIS team featuring the Preachers, featuring Cherry Cola Pete. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I like that. So I can't remember his name. I think it's Mr. Crane, Lumic's weird yeah. butler, Michael Kane standing. Pennyworth. Yeah, Penny. Batman's <laughs> butler. <laughs> yeah. I've got the units ready, Master Wayne. Um, but he... He has possibly the fucking stupidest scene in this whole fucking thing. It's, it's so stupid, man. <laughs> I love it so much. What I love about that scene, it's nothing to... Well, it's kind of to do with him, but it's not anything from him. It's just Lumic just going, No! Stop! Don't! Just the panic on him as he just helplessly flails about while he just unplugs his random assortment of IV bags and tubes and whatever the fuck is going on back there. It reminded me, remember last week when he was like, I'm the picture of perfect health, and he's like so obviously on a fucking ventilator or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I just love the hypocrisy of the like, it's the slow burn. He's like, I'm going to request myself an upgrade because he's like inching closer to him. Yeah. But he knows he can't just make an all-out sprint, but then he does anyway. Uh, he's like, he's like, I know you. I've known you all these years, and I know what to do. And then he just scramble fucks up his chair. I'm like, I would have done that. Yeah. Like, I didn't need to know him for 20 years to figure that one out. Like, <laughs> yeah, like anyone would have just gone, oh, this thing that's detrimental to his health? Yeah, I'll probably fuck with it. I'll just right? fucking break it. I'd have, I'd have pushed him over, or I'd have... Um, 
fucking yeah i don't know i just feel like one strong gust of wind and lumix dead anyway like it wouldn't take yeah. a lot yeah it's but, true. um but yeah i i like just jumping off of that as well i do like that the um the cybermen like see him in in pain yeah and they're, they're like you need the ultimate upgrade and he's like no go away i'm like firstly that wasn't that your entire point yeah and secondly i fucking love that his ultimate superior upgrade is just him in another wheelchair <laughs> with with the same tubes the same tubes but now they're painted silver <laughs> yeah yeah they're just it's all it is if they they've upgraded his chair that uh cyber leader design it's awful it's it's so bad it's just like they've took the the cyberman design and just like made it like 0.5% bigger and then mm. they've just, for some reason, put little LED lights in the eyes yep. and made one of them brighter than the other. And it just looks bad. <laughs> I, I do like the exposed brain. I like that. Yeah, it's fine, I guess. But I like I like the idea that Lumic designing it would be like, mm. everyone needs to see my big brain. If they anything, it's know. worse. Why is he wired into the chair? Yeah, it's 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 like, that's what I'm saying. It's objectively if it's worse. Up, if it's the upgrade, then what he's still just fucking chair bound apparently. Like he still needs that to live for some reason. Like what the he fuck's should, going on? He should be able to walk up walls and run. Yeah. Like because the rest of them can't run, I'd imagine. Yeah. Exactly. Or at least we Stupid. never see him have mobility enough to run. <laughs> what uh, what's everyone else off doing? What are Rose and Pete up to? Uh they're off to save Jackie. Yes. Uh Plans so fundamentally flawed on every conceivable level. All right, tell me why. They are marching in, in a line, yeah. where if yeah. they break ranks, they'll d they die, and if they don't break ranks, they'll still die. Yeah. I would have thought about it a bit more, is <laughs> what I'm saying. I get why they're going in, and I and but it, it is pure potluck that the Cybermen are like, this is Cherry Cola Pete. He's, <laughs> he's one of the lads. We'll take him in. Um, I like that. I don't think they're necessarily thinking about that, though. No, it is a bit of blind faith. Let's go get Jackie. Yeah. Which which I do appreciate. And when Jackie shows up, my God, that was very sad. It was, it was, it's just a bit brutal because there's no, you know, we don't see Jackie get dragged off into the machine or whatever. We assume she just walks in there because she's already had her mind fucking taken over or whatever. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
There's no big moment, no big goodbye Jackie moment. It's just a rip off the band-aid cyber Jackie. Yeah, and she's you she's are there, Pete like, Tyler. I was Jacqueline Tyler. No, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. The, I think the moment it, it wasn't necessarily even played up as like a beat. Um I can't tell what like the intention was, <clears> but it's <throat> such a casual moment that got me right in the gut when Pete and Rose are being walked away and yeah. Cyber Jackie just disappears into the sea of other Cybermen. And Pete yeah. goes, which one was she? Like, what, 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 what? And the, yeah. too late, man. She's gone. You'll yeah. probably never see her again. Because they're talking about maybe there's some way we can get her mm. back. Maybe we can resell something. But, you know, to do that, you need the fucking cyber body. And fuck knows now. She's yeah. disappeared. She's just gone. And it's, um, yeah, yeah, it's fucked. It's very, very sad. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, that's kind of the way it goes. And I like that Pete kind of that sticks with him as well like throughout the episode i i have some questionable <laughs> thoughts on where pete ends up but as do i as do i but i but i do like the fact that he was never just like oh well all, all's well now i suppose like <clears throat> fucking <laughs> fucking sad 24 hours for pete so maybe maybe this is the best time to like bring up the stuff with rose and everything so like um <clears throat> following on from last again, I just don't think I articulate myself well in this, and it fits in with this. Like when you say, like it's not a well thought out plan, I feel like that's kind of the point. And what, I feel uh, like that's, them going into the factory. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like that's a point. The point of a lot of this stuff, especially with Rose. Um, so last week, Rose is immediately caught off guard. You know, they land in a parallel Earth, and one of the first things she sees is a poster of her dad. He's still alive in this world. He's famous, he's successful. And, you know, we know how much Pete means to her. It's her dad, for fuck's sake. Like, we've seen the whole episode and and what she did to save him and that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. And she essentially broke time to do that. And, And, yeah, you know, she was doing something wrong and the doctor told her that that was something that she shouldn't have done. But I just think that... And, again, this is kind of what I was trying to say last week. When all rational thinking it sort of goes out the window um and it's, it's kind of like if i can relate this to something close to my heart um uh the last of us part two okay yeah. uh spoilers for the last of us part two and the tv show in the game the first game i guess um i've, I've never played either of them good um it, nothing major it's very very minor spoilers nothing major and if you've like seen the tv show or whatever it's kind of hinted at towards the end of that anyway yeah so nothing too major joel and ellie's relationship in that game it's fractured because of the decision he made at the end of the first one like he killed the fireflies he chose to save ellie instead of late letting them make a vaccine because of that countless more people died etc etc Ellie finds out about that and she is just fucking distraught. Mm. Like, that has turned her entire. She suspected mm. it, but like, she really is fucking distraught be- having that confirmed to her. And then at that point, she's just like, basically, we're fucking done. All right. Fuck you. Yeah. Over. They're, they're, we have no relationship from this point onwards. Um, and it's a good couple of years of that, of them basically having no relationship. And Joel is obviously very fucking distraught and heartbroken about that. And of course he wants to have that relationship with her again. He loves her and she's been a big part of his life. Um, 
And then a little later on in the game, there's a moment that we see between them a couple of years later where they're talking about what happened. You know, Ellie tells him uh, she should have died in the hospital that night. Her life was supposed to mean something. She should have fucking died. Um, and then Joel basically says something to the effect of like, uh, even with knowing everything he does now, knowing the pain and the misery that decision caused him, knowing how many deaths are on his hand, if he had the choice, he would do it mm. all over again. And he wouldn't hesitate. And I feel like this is kind of what, what the same the same thing that's happening because it's not rational to make that decision. It's not rational to walk into a factory full of fucking mindless cyber monsters with no real plan of what you're going to do, no real plan of escape or anything like that. But it's all for love, and love isn't rational. Yeah. It, it makes you do stupid and selfish and fucked up things. And this is what I was trying to say last week. Like, Rose seeing her mum again, it's all feeding back into this kind of, like, childhood dream that she's had of wanting this happy family unit. You know, her mum, her dad together being happy. So her talking to Jackie, sure, the doctor will say, it's not your mother, don't be stupid. But she's not thinking like that. She's not thinking logically about it. She is trying to get that dream of what she wanted, basically. Yeah. Um, so, you know, she'll seek out her dad. She'll follow him into the cyber factory because, you know, if there's a sliver of a sliver of a chance of getting that dream, then she'll fucking do it. And and that's why I really like this episode because basically what happens at the end of this episode it's like that that dream of hers of having this happy childhood family of both your parents being together and doting you with love and all that sort of stuff. Piece by piece, it's just ripped away from her mm. completely. They go to the cyber factory. Jackie's been converted. She's killed. She's dead. Gone. All right. Towards the end of the episode, she lays it basically all out on the table for Pete. He fucks off. He can't handle it. He rejects her. Even then pouring fucking salt into the wound, Mickey ends the relationship, leaves her. And then after that, after all that fucking... And look, did Mickey make the right choice for him? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I'm fucking proud of him for making that choice. But for Rose, that's still got a sting yeah. after everything. No, I, I think, I, to be fair, the thing I never considered uh, last week especially was, um, it's interesting you talk about the, like when you put it into perspective of Rose never did have that family, like, because obviously her Pete is mm. dead. Um, and we know that. Mm. And she knows that because she even witnessed it firsthand at this point now. Um, yeah, I think it, it definitely comes across as more, like you say, not rational, but understandable. Um, and then, and after all that, after having that dream ripped away from her piece by piece by piece, what, what, what does she do after that? What would any of us do after that? She goes home and she yeah. hugs her mum. Yeah, and I, I, yeah. In just a really, in just a fucking beautiful, real moment. And this is actually, I think this is, this episode, like, it really made me love Rose as a character more than I have ever before. Because, like, it wasn't any, like, big empowering moment for her or anything like that. It was just something that was so beautifully human and relatable. Yeah, I think naturally, as humans, we're... You know, at least decent ones, I think. I think we're programmed to have empathy after we watch something get just kicked repeatedly. Um, and whilst yeah. I think Rose is... I've not always been on the same kind of page as Rose because 
you know, in other episodes, there's some debatable stuff. And like we were saying, everyone has their own experience of like, well, I, I say everyone, I mean, Mickey, he has his own experience of what Rose has done to him and the position that she, that Mickey has been put in due to Rose and everything. But at the end of the day, you know, there's still, you know, we'll never be in the position of like having to choose between a, a normal life and your partner versus all of time and space. <laughs> so like, I, I, mm. I can see that. Yeah, and I think true. the fucking, um, I've even got a note on the inclusion of like the Jackie visit at the end is, is part of the charm of why I love, uh, kind of this era of Doctor Who. I know it is still apparent later on. Um but the like I've seen all of um seasons eleven and twelve and flux and stuff and it's that I do think there's an element where this is missing. Like this these simple human moments that like it would be so easy to look at a production sheet for the episode and go, we're running a bit behind. We haven't really got the time to put the TARDIS in the flat and have Rose give her mum a hug. It's not it's not plot crucial. Mm. We don't need it. But you miss something from it. Oh, that would be such a mm. shame if that scene gets cut. Because to me, that scene is so crucial. It, to it makes episode. us give a shit about it's, these people. It's nothing. It's a fucking... It's 20 seconds, if that. It's a little button at the end of the episode. In the grand scheme of things, really not important. But it's so important to the fucking emotional core of this story, particularly. Um, and so important to Rose as a character. Um, yeah, it, it would be... A real shame if that was were to get cut. And I'm yeah, glad no, I, I agree. I just think it's it would be like a, a studio's first scene that wouldn't get filmed if they were tight on yeah. time. But it really you need moments like that to really kind of zero in on why we should give a shit about these people. Um, and and we we've always said like as far as Tardis teams go, it doesn't. I mean, like yeah, there's great ones and there's like ones that definitely hold a candle to this, but in terms of like human emotion connection and like interpersonal dynamics and conflicts like season one mm. and two is so good with that like it's it's so good um but yeah um let's we speak a bit, a bit about mickey and why he does what he does yeah yeah so he at the end of the episode he although before that there's a there's a good little moment earlier on where they are going off in their little separate teams, and then like the Doctor and Mickey, they kind of have a little, a little moment, and I, and there's I feel like there's a moment where the the Doctor kind of sees what's coming. Mm. I think he kind of, I think he kind of knows because he's like, I'll see you back at the TARDIS, Mickey, and the, there's just like a look or something. It's like he the Doctor's almost like, yeah, good for you. He's like coming into his own kind of thing. He like knows well, what's coming. When, when really. you, I've, uh, yeah, I. I fucking love that look because yeah. Mickey and Rose, yeah, they share their quick kiss because who knows what yeah. could happen. And then Mickey turns, wrote, a doctor says, you know, well, I'll see you back on the TARDIS. And he was like, yeah, yeah, like count on it or something like that, whatever he says. And then he turns back yeah. and, you know, for better or for worse or whatever, Rose and the doctor are embracing and the, she's beaming. Like even in this face of fucking incomprehensible danger she's beaming and mickey mm. he he like at first i think he comes across as a bit sour but you very quickly kind of see it turn into just like fine i've accepted it like it is what it is and as the episode goes on um like i think it's it would be easy to look over 
everything like yeah like pete uses the sonic and kills the cyber leader and jake crashes the blimp and stuff but like the reason they're able to do all of that is because the doctor rose and pete all didn't succeed with what they needed to do and then just hail married it to mickey who was just ready to help them as he always is and he like he had the he brought back the whole like i don't want to be the tin dog and like without this they're all dead like without mickey in this episode they're all dead i know the doctor points him in the right direction but that speaks to what you said of like the doctor is like you you can fucking handle this just just handle it Mm. and he does which i really liked yeah he does he saves Mm. the day really um yeah with, and with some incredible the end of the episode and typing some great hack some, some yeah. of the best typing if i've ever if i've ever seen it um yeah but towards the end of the episode he makes the decision that he's gonna stay on this earth and and seems for the moment anyway he kind of definitively ends the relationship with him and rose he, he tells her like this isn't you know, it's like it's they don't belong together. Basically, yeah. like he says something to the effect of like we had something with each other a long time ago. Yeah, but that's gone. But it's gone. Yeah, it's it's time to just basically accept it. They've they've both kind of been in this space of denial. Mm. Basically, like yes, they are still technically in a relationship just because neither of them have actually had the conversation of saying this isn't yeah. anything, is it anymore? Like it's. It's they've kind of, I don't know if they've both fallen out of love, but uh, but it's very clear that Rose has moved on, really, and and now this is Mickey also taking that step and moving on for himself. And yeah, she's she's upset and she doesn't want him to because this has been a very fucking heartbreaking episode for her. She's been through a lot of shit, of course. She still wants to cling on to the fucking one thing she has. Yeah. Of course she does. Mickey's consistent, um, 100%. Yeah. But it's it's the right decision for, the, for them both. Yeah, I, 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 I love I love the, like, when you look at the pilot episode of The Revival, when Mickey is, like, quivering on the floor, terrified to even look at the TARDIS, mm. compared to, like, where he ends. Yeah. Like, in a parallel world, like, let's go stop some metal men in Paris with this stranger I don't know yeah. in a van. <laughs> like just great and it it, it's it's where i think mickey always kind of shined brightest in the show where he was he was the man with the boots on the ground like he wanted to be useful but he traveling around isn't for him uh and he and he he wanted some level of consistency and obviously rose wanted the opposite and then over time those two kind of opposing views just didn't work together anymore which was which was cool is this i can't quite remember what I know what happens in Doomsday at the end of this season and then I know that when Rose comes back, um just in case anyone is watching this for the first time, they people know that she's back, but I won't say when or how or whatever. But what like mm. is is this the end of Mickey and Rose as a couple? Because um, I because I've thought it was the end a few know. times now. Yes. I th- I think it, there's there's I think it's a little vague in Doomsday mm. and stuff because they are like I think they are like together like when you when you see like Jackie and 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 Pete and Mickey and Rose in Pete's world and that sort of stuff and I think they are together separate beds but Rose has the nightmare I, I, I don't 
Well, I don't know. I can't. I can't really remember. I do remember. I don't know if this, if, if I'm making this up or if it's someone else, but I, in my head, I can visually see a scene of like them sat on the couch and Mickey kissing the top of her head. But now that I'm saying that, maybe that's Pete to Jackie. So I don't quite maybe. know because I think it's like when she's telling them about her dream. So I don't quite know. But by the time when they when she shows up later in the show, um, over. Mm. 100% over, okay? 100% over. Oh, of course it would have to be, yeah. Not not because of that reason, because that's, again, later. Oh, yeah, it's later after but, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Mickey himself says it, it that okay. it's over, yeah. And there's, there's I don't even think they talk <laughs> during the, the, those He's too busy raising well. her mum. <laughs> he is, man. He's, he spends most of his time with Jackie. I, look, who wouldn't put them together? What a pair. <laughs> What exactly? What and again, this episode gave us some more of our queen. Mm. Um, so you know, a nice, a nice little ending. But yeah, I, I, I feel like this is the end. Maybe there will be a, you know, a, um, a little backslide, a one night only sort of thing in Pete's house. But I, I think yeah. this is the end. Yeah, yeah. Listen, if they want to stick to some sort of casual arrangement, I ain't got any qualms with that. Well, yeah. they can fuck. They have our blessing. Young. I mean, barely. They're very young as well. Let's not forget that. They not are true. very young. They're like 20. They're nobbing. Well, I was more talking about, like, bad relationship when you're younger and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, but, but they're yeah. also nobbing. Yeah. Sure. Right. <laughs> Great. <laughs> everyone's <laughs> everyone's <laughs> under parallel Pete's roof. <laughs> Great. Um, anything um, else? Pete, what a cunt. Yeah, I, I'm not... It felt... Like a shame. He makes up for it later. Uh, yeah, he does, but still, fuck him. Um, look, I get it. Like, because it's not his daughter. He he's never known that life. He's yeah. never been a father or anything. So, I I can understand it being a bit too much for him to be suddenly like, oh, this is my daughter from another world. That's fucking weird. Also, my wife has just died. Yeah. Like, uh, look, I get it, but still, can't read the room, Pete. At yeah. least be at least give, give a heartfelt like I'm a bit overwhelmed here but give her a hug yeah man. but I, w- I wish you well and w- let's try and yeah. catch up at some other point anyway we'll see you in doomsday yeah when i invent a big yellow button that does stuff yeah don't worry about how it does stuff but it does stuff. <laughs> it certainly does stuff <laughs> but oh man it takes yeah. 30 minutes to recharge that's an episode length of doctor who <laughs> damn we may have I'm enough pretty- for two zaps <laughs> i'm pretty sure in the same episode they just then forget about that rule <laughs> I'm fairly certain, yeah. But hey, good stuff all around. That's Doctor Who, baby. Lawrence, is it time for our favourite segment of the show? Weirdo of the Week! Lawrence, this is my favourite segment of the show. This is your favourite segment of the show. This is everyone's favourite segment of the show where we talk about the weird and wonderful and grubby little characters who come across our screens each and every week whilst we're watching Doctor Who. We like to take a moment to look back, reflect and celebrate some of these characters. So, Lawrence, who is your weirdo for this week that you literally just thought of? Nathan, uh, I did just think of them. Uh, you're right. And I look, this is 
a lot of the time we've spoken about this at length um a lot of the time our weirdos are my weirdo specifically are some sort of sexual deviant or oh, no. or some some perhaps a racist person Oh, no. Um, no, 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 that not not this one. Is this a sexual racist person? No, <laughs> a sexual deviant <laughs> who is racist. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of them in Doctor Who, at least not the characters anyway. Um, That's what a torch would. But this this time, uh, this is more of a of a charming weird. This is more of a like a huh, okay, okay, not bad. All right, and it's just that obviously something. I, I think it might have actually been the catalyst for us starting this podcast was our Ooh. obsession with Ooh. Rose's gymnast skills. <laughs> that kind of was um, one of the reasons we started this episode. Yeah, because yeah, we just wanted to talk at length. We I know both of us in that in that recording, that first recording we did of Rose, we were what we the were one which never to... got released. Uh, no, no, no. The, the one that did get released. The one that did get released. Yeah, okay. yeah. That you could, that everyone can listen to right now. That, <laughs> that, that. <laughs> I know. In that episode, I remember the war we had with our eye contact about who was going to beat the other person <laughs> to mentioning Rose's bronze medal in gymnastics. Because that is something in just in our personal lives we mention. <laughs> All the fucking time. It's like I'm, one I'm of like, our Nathan, favorite scenes. If you've got scenes. your card or something, and you'd be like, "No," but you know what? I do have. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I have got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so, so anyway, moving on from that. My point is, and my weirdo is Rose. Okay. And my it's weirdo is Rose mine, because she will not rest until yes. she has hung on for dear life <laughs> on a rope over every iteration of London across the universe. <laughs> It's true. Yeah, I like that. So that's that's she, she's my weirdo. And I, do you know what? Good on her. Does she hang yeah, off any she... more ropes? Um, off the top of my head, no. But maybe she's got that big gun in Journey's End. I feel like she might do something there. She does have a big gun. I can't remember her hanging off a rope though. Nah, she but... just she just teleports about a lot, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. How's that happen? Don't worry about it. Um... <laughs> yeah, where, where's that technology come from? <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's the big yellow button. <laughs> <laughs> There's no button. The technology is now buttonless. Yes. Um yeah, great. Um also in that scene as well, the something screwdriver um cut through the rope. I thought you might have something to say about that. Um <laughs> I've given up at this point. Okay, the sonic good. screwdriver does a bunch of shit. Just, yeah, just accept it, man. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I do I do think it's quite funny that like if just Pete fumbled that Dead. Yeah. They're all dead. Yeah. I'd have just booted him. He's made of metal. I'd have fucking given him a wallet. Pete's got... <laughs> get Pete's fucking size 10s in there. He'll be on it. All right. Just a big... <laughs> and, then your fo- and then your foot breaks. And no, then what do you get, do? get a bit of purchase on the rope. You just need a bit of welly, a bit of oomph. <laughs> While you're hanging off a rope. No, yeah, but if you like... I feel like if you've got... If you've got further down enough... That like say if you had your foot up quite high on one leg, you'd have enough room to like do an outstretched fucking mm, like a boot. See, I feel like you'd have to let go of the rope entirely. Nah, why? You don't need your fucking you, footballers. Don't flail their arms, do they? They don't need them. They should just give them to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need them. Oh, oh, what an awful. 
I don't know what's going on. Anyway, um, my weird of the week, Lawrence, it's a very quick blink and you miss it moment. Um, but when it was happening, I was like, that's a little weird. Um, so at the end of this episode, um, during the big uh, resolution, the day is being saved. Um, the doctor transmits the code. Thank you to Mickey and Jake, who did a little bit of hacking and submitted it. Um, the Cybermen are all going through the horror of realising what they are. They're trapped, encased in this metal tomb. They realise their human bodies are gone. They're now this strange prisoner, and they're dealing with the horrors of that. It's so much to handle that their heads literally explode <laughs> because they cannot take the trauma of what is happening. And while that's going on, Mickey and Jake are just cheering and smiling and hugging each other. <laughs> They're just like, yay, we did it. And the Cybermen are like, what am I? <laughs> what am I? What have I become? What have I become? When when your own Where existence pulses you. Yeah, and you're scared, yeah. confused. That was what Sally the fucking Cyberman said. That was what got me more yeah. than the, he can't see me the night before. It was when she went, I'm cold. Yeah. And I was like, she probably is cold. She's freezing, mate. Get a jacket on her. Um, but yeah, there we go. That's my Sally's name. dripped out. She's got to go back and put her dress on. Yeah. So <laughs> I just had an image of a Cyberman, but just a wedding dress. Is it is it Yanto's girlfriend's Cyberman in the wedding dress? No, no, that's not under normal, the wedding dress for the no, wedding night. Just a normal, just a normal Cyberman, but just wearing a wedding dress. Imagine that, like a Cyberman in a wedding dress, and you can clearly tell it's a Cyberman because. Look at it, yeah. but then he's got the veil on it, and then the groom like lifts the veil and goes, ah! "Oh my god!" Like in Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be a good sketch. Someone do that. <laughs> Very good. Um, oh god, yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> we always end these on such a else? fucking weird note. <laughs> Oh, this podcast is getting longer and longer, man. Is there uh, anything else to say? Uh, there is some stuff to say, but it mostly uh, is about what the audience can now do for us after our fine hour and 15 minutes of entertainment has gone right, by. Well, why don't you tell them that, Lawrence? I will. Uh, what they can do is they can follow us on Twitter at Still Got Legs Pod. That is where Nathan will be tweeting the photo of the person that looks yep. like me from the 60th trailer. <laughs> If you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. There's a side-by-side -side comparison up there, hopefully, unless we forgot, which we probably did. But <laughs> if we did, just tweet at us and remind us, okay? Uh, yeah. but let, let us know <laughs> how desperately you crave to see me and my likeness to this person. Yes. You watch. We're going to watch that episode, and it's going to the doctor. It's going to come on that big screen, and the doctor's going to point it and be like, this is the biggest sexual deviant in the galaxy. <laughs> and I'll be like, yes, they nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be cashing my checks because it is me uh, and oh, was all God. along. Uh, now, give us a little follow at Still Got Legs Pod. Um, get involved in the conversation that we are not having. Um, start a conversation. No, we are having. I tweeted this week, how good's Docky Who or something? I saw, did you, I saw a tweet that was like, you know, like an auto generator that's like, fuck every name. And oh, I, yeah. I saw fuck Adam, but I, I went to tweet it. Yeah, I, I don't saw know. That. Something, I think something yeah, happened and I didn't. It's up there, yeah. What you tweeted? There's like, no, there's already like a popular one circulating. I'll copy it then. That's fine. 
<laughs> it's already out there. <laughs> I like I like Adam Merman. Like you know, Twitter is like the for you page now. Awful, by the way. I hate yeah, it. It's just for like the terrible. worst shit. But I was scrolling through that, and there was like a moment where literally every fucking tweet I was seeing was one of those like fuck a name and then like someone quoted it with a picture. Like literally every single tweet <laughs> for like a good fifteen tweets was was just that. And I was like, what the fuck is going on, man? So Elon, he's fucked it, man. Elon, fuck you and fuck your fucking... Oh, while we're talking about Twitter and before I move on, uh, we've done a lot of praising Mickey this episode, so I, n- I have to balance the scales, so bear with oh, me. Oh, yeah, fuck Noel Clark. Yeah, fuck Noel Clark, but also, um, for some reason, Noel Clark came up in my suggested. Maybe it was all that fuck Mickey nonsense that I saw. All right. Um, and he came up in my suggested, and I just, out of interest, my curiosity peaked. I just clicked on his profile to have a little look, see what he's getting up to. And his... Twitter now is quite funny because it's mostly just him having conversations with himself. Oh, no. Or, like, just retweeting, like, quote-tweeting articles of, like, Johnny Depp says he felt boycotted from Hollywood roles. And, like, he'll tweet you with, like, the emoji of, like, the, hmm, like, what's this about emoji? I'm like, what it's about is he's a terrible bloke. (laughs) It's weird when, like, I've seen this happen a lot. There's a lot of, like, people who do something very fucked up and then quite rightly they face the repercussions of that um and then they just turn into like the biggest fucking like oh we're, we're i'm gonna be friends with all the men who are hard done by <laughs> yeah. and we're gonna start a group and we're like we're gonna talk about we're gonna make this our entire fucking personality and it's like dude just this is not a good look man. Like, they'll guest on podcasts it's like so how did you feel and they'll be like the first 24 hours i was seething but now yeah. i just have love in my heart and i wish that people felt the same like no but people people can have love in their heart they should have to have love for people that have, like done terrible things <laughs> Yeah, for fucking sexual abusers. Anyway, allegedly, anyway. Uh, but no. <laughs> cover, uh, cover ourselves there quickly. <laughs> and if Noel Clark is listening, not about you. Fuck it's off. a different one. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is you. No, um, no, no, Nathan. For legal reasons, it's not him. No, it is him. But allegedly. You can sue Nathan, not me. I did my... I did my. I said allegedly, you can't sue me. That's true. Um. Anyway. Is that it? <laughs> 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 um, what did you say did we... you reviewers reviewers do that yeah give us a little review uh we are um on podcasts <laughs> we're on podcasts we are have you heard about podcasts <laughs> we're on them we're on them go search us down um, everyone check out podcasts they're a the new thing <laughs> Uh, your podcasting platform of choice um, will likely have some sort of review feature. It would mean a lot to me. Nathan isn't personally bothered because that's the cool demeanour he gives off. Um, yeah, but it would be it care. would mean a lot to me if you could give us a little five star or whatever the top kind of rating system is. That'd be great. I think they're all five stars. Yeah, I think they are as well. But you've got to throw yeah. it in there in case there's a ten star yeah. system rogue out there. <laughs> someone's gone rogue yeah and so someone's like we have 10 stars now and our podcast yeah. is deemed average yeah <laughs> <At best. laughs> no um yeah give us a little comment as well say something nice or mean do whatever you want let us know you're out there <laughs> yeah let us know let us we know. can see listening? that some of you are listening just talk to us <laughs> is anyone listening <laughs> well there's a few there's some some check in regularly there's some yeah that's true not to disclose the information even, but there's some consistent <laughs> numbers ne- should we name them? Yeah, I don't let's think we have all that, our listeners. Let's name all our listeners. <laughs> I don't think we can, but I'd like to. 
I can name a few. Name and shame. No shame. You got a They're week to reach out to us, or you're being named next week. <laughs> we will expose you for not interacting with us. Yes. <laughs> no, the no, the ones they can name are the ones who do interact. Yeah. Hey, Catherine. <laughs> Hi, Catherine. <laughs> Shout out to Catherine. Shout out to uh, Dion or Dion. I'm so sorry. I don't know how to pronounce your name. Um, it's a beautiful Welsh name, but I'm forgetting everything. Welsh. He's a lovely bloke as well. Welsh, yeah. Your enemy. Stop listening. <laughs> no. <laughs> Please. I'm joking. You guys are good. You guys are cool. Um, uh, Dom the Bomb, I think his name is. You seen him? Uh, no, but I don't. He's on Twitter. I don't he's do always, a lot of tweeting, so who knows? He's always liking stuff on Twitter. I'm just going to go for our likes on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> how's, um, how's the Vampire Diaries rewatch podcast? <laughs> you, you, why are you exposing me like this? Man? You told me you watched it. I listened to I, it. I listened to it. Yeah, it's good. Um, friend of the show, Catherine, does a um, a uh, a podcast with two of her friends um, where they do a rewatch of the Vampire Diaries. And I have never seen a single episode of the Vampire Diaries, but I love this podcast. It's great fun. Um, I'll have to go so, on yeah, that because I've seen that. all but one season of The Vampire Diaries. I've tried to rewatch The Vampire Diaries three times, and every time I get you to that last it. season, I don't have it in me to finish it. Check it out. It's called Missing Mystic Falls, That's available good. on all uh, podcast platforms. Again, I know nothing about The Vampire Diaries. I do know that the town is called Mystic Falls, mm-hmm. that um, they always end up in a place called The Grill. Like, literally, the entire town is always in this place. This restaurant, yeah. which apparently everyone goes to, called the Grill. It's the coffee shop um, in Friends. It's the juice bar in iCarly. It's I got you. It's the yeah. cinema at Drake and Josh. <laughs> yeah, it's um. There's there's something called compelling. Yeah, which is like when vampires like I think they can control your mind or some shit. They can indeed. There's this weird theme about like all the vampires were like part of the Confederacy. Or some shit, and they were like fighting in the Civil War. Yeah, Damon. And they were I like, think Damon and we're Stephen all were Confederate soldiers, I believe. Yeah, we're all racist. Yeah, so. not not great. Yeah, not great. I and wouldn't then, be admitting. And I listened to an episode today, and there was this new guy called Giuseppe who showed up. So that was a great name. Nice. I think I remember which one Giuseppe was. I have no idea. I've never seen an episode, but there, there is podcast. there is a point in the show where they run out of Italian names for the vampires. <laughs> Are they supposed to be Italian? Yeah, Damon, Damon and Stefan are um, from... Is that like a vampire law thing? Because the vampires in Twilight are Italian, aren't they? I Michael think... Sheen is there and he's like, I'm Michael Sheen, but I'm Italian. Yeah, I think they just have, like... I think just Italian names are more synonymous with, like, vampirism and stuff. But no, not all of them are, because, like, there's loads of other vampires in the Vampire Diaries that aren't. Gets to the point okay. where almost everyone in the Vampire Diaries is either a vampire or... So- there's one human by the end of it. Of all the people I know um, in my life, you are like one of the last who I would have expected to have seen most of the Vampire Diaries. But yeah, it's fair. It's a fair, <laughs> fair comment. Yeah, you're married now, so I, sense, I, I, I have a, a like an affliction for shit TV. I've seen all of Gossip Girl, which I love. I've seen most of Pretty Little Liars, which I find entertaining but very bad. Um, Glee. Glee, everyone's seen Glee. Come on, we're both big fans of Glee. Not, not coming soon. I know what you're about to say. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. How has our plugs the... turned into plugging everyone else but us? I don't know. I don't know. Was what it, else should we plug? What was it? Missing Mystic Falls. 
Missing Mystic Falls. Yeah. Go listen to that. And Catherine, I will Venmo you for this. (laughs) (laughs) Great. I just saw that word online. I don't know what a Venmo is. (laughs) Sounds cooler than I'll PayPal you. (laughs) That's what it is. Venmo's like PayPal, but it's American, I think. Because you know Americans, they don't have like... You know how we can like send you like I can take send you like twenty quid I can transfer it to you they can't do that yeah they'd be like check me bro send me a check so I can go to the bank <laughs> snap catch me they all have to go to Wall Street as well there's only one bank and it's in New York <laughs> it's, it's, in New, it's in Wall Street what is going on this uh, this episode is an hour and twenty minutes long I'm just Stop adding this. it so that you have to listen to it all back again this nonsense <laughs> great yeah great all right that's it um. Yeah, see you next week Doctor for the Who. Jubilee. <laughs> I'll be honest, I thought you were going to press the theme. I mean, you just let, let us sit there while I shouted Doctor Who. I'm just going to stare at you. <laughs> while you, you just went, I hadn't even finished talking, and you just went, Doctor Who. <laughs> what, a, what a bizarre episode. Yeah. If you listen to this podcast, why? Yeah, what like, what could you possibly get out of it? Yeah. Other than a plug if you have a show. If you have a show you want us to plug, (laughs) let us know. Welcome back to Still Got Legs After Dark. Um, (laughs) Fuck off. No, it's over. (laughs) I'm stopping recording. (laughs) Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.